Okay. Well, uh, it'd be great to keep Romans 2 open in front of you. We will get there eventually, um, but it'll take a few minutes, but bear with me. And just a reminder that, like Al said, um, as we start the new year, we're going to be looking at a bunch of sayings that we live by here in Australia in 2020. So last week, we looked at the saying, you can be whatever you want to be. And uh, we saw that that doesn't really fit with being a Christian, does it? Because Jesus says that if we want to follow him, then we need to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. And so being a Christian isn't about being whatever I want to be and living for myself. It's about being what Jesus wants me to be and living for him. So that was last week. You can be whatever you want to be. And then these are the things that we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. What goes around comes around. Be true to yourself. And as long as you're happy, that's the main thing. And our saying for today is this one. What goes around comes around. Now, I wonder what you think of when you hear that. What goes around comes around. I'm sure you've heard people say something like that. It's a pretty common way of thinking, actually. And really, this is tapping into the idea of karma. But what do people mean? actually mean when they say what goes around comes around? Well, at the most basic level, some people say that in life there's a simple kind of cause and effect system. I'll scratch, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours would be an example of that. And so is the saying, you are what you eat, isn't it? So if you eat unhealthy, fatty food, then chances are you'll be fat and unhealthy. Uh, but if you eat food that's nutritious and good for you, then you're much more likely to be healthy. What goes around comes around, cause and effect. And here's another example. The woman in that photo there is, uh, her name's Sarah Darling. And one day she was walking down the street and she decided to drop some coins into a homeless man's cup. What she didn't realise though was that at the same time her engagement ring slipped off and fell into the cup. And when the man in that photo there, Billy Ray Harris, a homeless man, when he found the ring, he went off and had it appraised and he was offered $4,000 on the spot for it. Instead of selling it though and keeping the money for himself, he decided he'd keep the ring for Miss Darling and actually she came back for it the next day. And to thank him for keeping the ring, she decided to set up a crowdfunding page hoping to raise $1,000 for Mr Harris. What happened, though, was that the page raised $190,000 and the money helped Mr Harris make a deposit on a house and buy a car and the media attention at the time helped him to reconnect with his family who he hadn't seen in 16 years. Uh, and so sometimes when people say what goes around comes around, that's the kind of thing that they mean. In life, there's this simple kind of cause and effect system going on. If you do something nice and kind for someone, then they'll do something nice and kind for you. But then, some people kind of take this to a whole nother level, and they say, no, it's not just a simple cause and effect thing where if you do something nice, you might get nice back. It's actually much more concrete than that. It's more certain. It's more like a law. It's like there's this force out there that brings justice and balance to the world where everything that you do is somehow seen, it's watched, and it's recorded in some big database, and you'll be paid back for it. Your fate, your future, is determined by what you do here and now. And so if you do something wrong or bad now, if you hurt someone, the universe will know and it will bring justice. It will bring balance. The scales will be evened out and you'll be paid back for what you've done. So, as an example, let me tell you a true story about a friend of mine. Uh, he had his mobile phone pinched a few years ago 
He was desperate to get it back. And so what he did was he went and he got his wife's phone and he opened up the Find My iPhone app, you know that one, uh, hoping to locate his phone. Now, he was pretty sure that the thief would have turned off his phone or something would have happened and nothing would show up. But to his surprise, the little blue dot started flashing. Evidently, someone was walking around with his phone down the main street here in Dubbo. So what my friend did was he hopped in his car and he drove slowly down the main street, getting closer and closer to this flashing blue dot. Eventually, he spotted the guy walking along with his phone. And so he went to the police station to make a report. And here's the best bit. While he was there in the police station making the report, the guy walked in holding the stolen phone. That guy got charged and my friend got his phone back. Now, some people would say that's an example that what goes around comes around. The universe sees and knows everything you do and it balances things out. There will be justice. What you do in this life, it will come back to you. But some people actually take it even further still and they say that whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you think, it'll come back to you. It could be in this life and if not, it'll be in the life to come. And that's really the kind of idea of karma that's taught in Hinduism and Buddhism. If you die and the scales haven't been balanced yet, then they will be balanced eventually. Whatever you've done, it will most certainly come back to you. So, Buddhism teaches things like this. We are the result of what we were. And we will be the result of what we are. So you see what goes around comes around. From the past to the present, and from the present to the future. As we sow, we reap somewhere and sometime, in this life or in a future birth. What we reap today is what we have sown, either in the present or in the past. So you see, the scales will be balanced, it says. What you have done will come back to you, either in this life or in the next. The Samyutta Nikaya, it's a collection of Buddhist writings, it says this, According to the seed that's sown, so is the fruit you reap therefrom. Doer of good will gather good, doer of evil, evil reaps. Down is the seed, and thou shalt taste the fruit thereof. So you see, some people say that what goes around comes around, or karma, it's kind of like a universal law. It cannot be broken, it's set in concrete. The scales of good and evil have to be balanced, and there will be justice. Everything bad you do, it will come back to you. And everything good you do, it will come back to you either in this life or the next. So that's kind of what people say about this idea of what goes around comes around. But what does the Bible say? Well, to start with, the Bible says that in this life there isn't always balance. There isn't always justice. Things aren't always fair. You don't necessarily reap what you sow. Last week we looked at the book of Ecclesiastes, remember, to give us a kind of realistic view of life in the world. And the reality of life is that sometimes bad people prosper and good people suffer. So this is what Ecclesiastes says. In this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these. A righteous man perishing in his righteousness and a wicked man living long in his wickedness. Or a bit later it says this. There is something else meaningless that occurs on earth. Righteous men who get what the wicked deserve and wicked men who get what the righteous deserve. That is the exact opposite of what goes around, comes around, isn't it? The Bible says 
that sometimes in life good people suffer and sometimes in life bad people simply don't get their just desserts. Sometimes in life bad people get away scot-free. And Joseph Stalin, this guy, is a good example of that. Stalin was a dictator in the Soviet Union in the 1930s and 40s. It's estimated that he was responsible for the deaths of something like 10 million of his own people through war, through starvation, through forced labour in the gulags, even through executions. But after causing so much suffering and pain and death, Stalin died a peaceful death of old age at home in his bed, surrounded by his family. It just doesn't seem right, does it? Like, how is that fair? Where is the justice in that? Well, the Bible says that life is just sometimes like that. Sometimes good people suffer and bad people prosper. And the Bible also says that the reality of life is that there's not always balance. Things in life just aren't always fair. So in Jesus' time, there was a tragedy when a tower in Jerusalem collapsed, killing 18 people. And when Jesus was asked about it, he said that it wasn't because the scales were being balanced. It wasn't because those people who were killed had done a whole bunch of bad stuff and they were being paid back for it. This is what he said. Those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. So you see, according to the Bible, according to Jesus, in this life, what goes around doesn't always come around. There isn't always balance. There's not always justice. Things aren't always fair. You don't necessarily reap what you sow. You don't always get what you deserve in this life. But here's the thing. The Bible also says that what goes around comes around in the end. It is absolutely true. Because God has set a day when everyone will get what they deserve. The Bible says that after we die, there will be justice. The scales will be balanced. What goes around will most certainly come around. So, we read Romans chapter 2 earlier. I hope you've still got it open in front of you. And have a look at Romans chapter 2 and verse 6. It says this. God will give to each person according to what he has done. That's pretty clear, isn't it? God has set a day when he will give everyone what they deserve. One day, you and me, we will reap what we've sown. According to the Bible, one day what goes around will come around. And look, on that day, good people, they'll be rewarded and bad people will be punished. So have a look at chapter 2 and verse 7. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honour and immortality, God will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. So good people will be rewarded and bad people will be punished. And that balancing of the scales, that evening out of things, it will happen for every single human being. Verse 9. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honour and peace for everyone who does good. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. So every single person, without exception, will be paid back for what they've done. The scales will be balanced. There will be justice. 
Everything will be made right and it will be completely fair, verse 11, because God does not show favouritism. Now, it sounds good, doesn't it? It's what we saw in the kids' talk. We like it when people get what they deserve. And this is talking about a day when everyone is judged equally and fairly and there's no favouritism. A day when the scales are balanced and everyone's given what they deserve. A day when there's perfect justice and everything that's wrong in this world is dealt with and it's all made right. It sounds good, doesn't it? Or does it? Because it could actually be that this is really, really bad news. Because remember what verse 6 said? God will give to each person according to what he has done. Whoever persists in doing good, they'll get eternal life, sure. But whoever's guilty of ignoring God gets wrath and anger and death. And what Romans goes on to say is that we are all guilty before God. Have a look over at chapter 3 and verse 10. It says that there is not a single one of us here in this room who has done good. So Romans chapter 3 and verse 10. There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. So there is a day coming when what goes around it will come around. There is a day coming when the scales will be balanced. There is a day coming when everyone will be paid back for what they've done. There is a day coming when justice will be served. But the thing is, justice needs to come down on us. Because there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands, no one who seeks God. We've all turned away. We have together become worthless. There's not one of us who does good, not even one. And God will give to each person according to what he has done. What goes around comes around. It is absolutely true. After we die, God will give us what we deserve. Trouble and distress and anger and wrath and eternal death. But look, there is a way to kind of escape that cycle. And that's what Romans goes on to say. So have a look at chapter 3 and verse 23. It says that Jesus steps in, he takes our place and he gets what we deserve so we can escape that cycle. Romans 3 and verse 23. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's what we've already seen, isn't it? We're all guilty and so we all deserve God's judgment. But look at what it says next, verse 24. And are justified freely by his grace. What that's saying is that we were all guilty because of our sin. But now God has justified us. That means he's declared us to be not guilty. Now how on earth can he do that? How can We're guilty. How can God say we're not guilty? I mean, does he just ignore our sin when he says that? Does he turn a blind eye to it and pretend it didn't happen? Does he sweep it under the rug and hope no one else will notice? Has he forgotten that we've all sinned? No. It goes on to say how God can declare us to be not guilty. Verse 24 again. It's through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement. The reason that God can justify us 
The reason he can say that we're now not guilty is that our sin has already been paid for. Justice has already been served. God's judgment has already fallen. And the thing is, it fell on Jesus. And that happened when he died on the cross. Right at the heart of London, uh, you might have been there before, is a building called the Old Bailey. It's an old courthouse, the home of British justice, and at the very top of the Old Bailey is this statue. It's a statue of Lady Justice, and you can see there in her left hand are the scales of justice, and in her right hand is the sword of judgment. And the message is clear. If you're found to be guilty by the scales of justice, then the sword of judgment must fall. And what we've seen here in Romans is that we are all guilty. We're all guilty of ignoring God. We're all guilty of trying to live life as though he doesn't exist. And so God's judgment has to fall because he doesn't show favouritism and he always does what's fair and right. But just across the London skyline from the Old Bailey, a couple of blocks away, about a five-minute walk according to Google Maps, is St Paul's Cathedral. And on top of St Paul's Cathedral is another golden symbol. It's a cross. And it's a powerful reminder that although the sword of God's judgment must fall, it fell on Jesus. And that is how we can escape this cycle. Because it's true, what goes around comes around. One day you will reap what you sow. Your fate will be decided by what you've done. God will give you, uh, to you according to what you've done. And based on what you've done, based on what I've done, what God will give us is trouble and hardship and anger and wrath and eternal death because he is fair and he is just and he doesn't show favouritism and he always does what's right and that's what we deserve. But Jesus died on the cross so that justice can be served so that God's justice can be served on him and so that you can be safe with God. You can be declared not guilty. And so, friends, if you're prepared to trust Jesus and if you accept his sacrifice in your place, then rather than giving you what you deserve, God will give you something far, far better than that. Where you deserve trouble and distress, he will give you glory and honour and peace. Where you deserve anger and wrath, he will give you forgiveness. Where you deserve death, he will give you eternal life. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we know um, that sometimes in life we do see instances of where this saying, what goes around comes around, where we do kind of see that happening, but also we're painfully aware lots of times it doesn't seem to happen. Things aren't fair and they're not right and Good people suffer and bad people seem to get away with it. And so we're really, really thankful that there is a time that you've promised when things will be made right, when what goes around will come around, a time when there will be justice and things will be fair. We're really, really thankful for that. But also we're painfully aware that we deserve your anger and wrath and we deserve justice to come down on us. And so we're especially thankful that Jesus has stepped in and taken that judgment and that wrath in our place so that by trusting in him and his death, we can be justified, we can be declared not guilty, we can have forgiveness from you and have life. So thank you for the love you've shown us and we pray 
that you would move us to put our trust in Jesus and to accept his sacrifice. We pray these things in his name. Amen.